Hi, I'm Talisa, the owner of 10X Marketing Consultancy, where we help businesses to 10X their lead generation with content marketing strategies. I'm Josh from Big Sky Creative. Since 2011, we've been helping brands grow online through creative video content. And I'm James, and I've worked in audio my whole life, and now I run Sound Media, where we help brands to create amazing podcasts for their business. Together, we want to help you create better content. Welcome to Content 360. So live video is our topic of conversation on this episode. Josh, this is your bag. Yes. So I suppose the obvious statement to start with is live streaming seems to have gotten to most people's radar through the pandemic. Yeah. Couldn't go to a lot of things in person. Events had to get cancelled and changed. People started streaming them. But I don't think it's something that's going to die off now. We're back to whatever normal life is going to be after that. So I like, I like a good statistic. Cisco do their annual um, techie review of the whole world and they're expecting live streaming to grow 15-fold into 2022. Wow. And eventually, yeah, it's pretty big increase. And to eventually account for 17% of all internet traffic. So... I think predictions are fairly sort of safe to say it's not going anywhere. It wasn't a fad when we couldn't see each other and people really need to be considering it as to how they can leverage that to reach new audiences. What what do what do you class as being when we talk about live video, what does that mean? to you because we've obviously got things like Zoom and um yeah. Uh, kind of like live video conferencing software. Uh, there is obviously social media platforms and perhaps what I would have traditionally kind of classed as being live video, which is Facebook Live. And then there was uh, Periscope and Twitter Live. And um, obviously I think most of the platforms, LinkedIn Live is kind of a thing now, isn't it? So there's, there's kind of like live on social media platforms. And then you've got kind of stuff whereby it's like a you know a little site of its own and then you've got StreamYard which kind of maybe straddles a few of those different formats. Yeah. I think what I'm talking about at the moment is it's pretty much broadcasting but just taking it online. So you can use any number or, or either at once because some of these new services allow you to uh, live stream across multiple platforms at any one point, not just one. But yeah, YouTube, Facebook, all of the obvious ones. If you're presenting something that gets out into the public domain, that's what I'm talking about when I say live streaming. All right, and what about the kind of the, the pro versus amateur side of of this so um i see live streams that are really well done that are really professional we mentioned Streamyard before that's a good way of like creating a really like nicely branded up kind of live broadcast and then people that just grab their phone and just have a bit of a, a chat and do a live video um that way uh we'll all have seen kind of you know numerous of, of, of examples of of both what are the pros what are the the negatives I suppose it depends on what the purpose of your live stream is. Um, if you just, you know, just uh, walking around doing something, you see something interesting, you want to share it, then, you know, go ahead, grab your phone and do it. I think if it's something that is part of a business plan and a marketing plan, I'd always say if you're going to do something, it's worth doing it well, rather than just saying, oh, as an afterthought, I'll just stick my iPhone on in the corner while we're doing something we've actually thought out. And to kind of back that up, there's a website, Livestreams, and they did another survey. I think two-thirds of people said that the quality of the, the image and the audio is, is of large factors where they will stay there and stay engaged into what they're watching. Because we've all been spoiled with like Netflix, you can get it in 4K instantly and all that kind of stuff. And I think people have that expectation of that quality is transferred into live streaming as well. 
it's interesting you mentioned there about making it part of your strategy and part of your plan because I think one of the things with live video, and this is maybe similar to what you were just saying in terms of if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well, but similarly don't do it just for the sake of, of doing it. So, you know, don't do a live video or a live stream or a live broadcast just because you think that you should. It kind of, for me, it needs to fit into, there needs to be a reason behind it. It needs to fit into a category or something. So something that's really timely, for example, like, you know, doing uh, something that's live from an event that's happening, whereby it's it's real, it's right now, that kind of makes sense. Uh, if it's something that's really primed for audience involvement, because we know that, you know, levels of interaction are really high on, on live videos, particularly on social media. And so, you know, if you think it's something that you're going to get people commenting on and getting involved in, I see that as a good reason for doing it, it live. And, and just something that's going to cause a buzz. So if you've got something that's really, you know, big, really meaty, really juicy, then I think, yeah, that, that also works. But if you just want to kind of chat about something, is that something that is better done as like a produced video so that you've got a few takes on it rather than just doing it live for the sake of it? I think with the live video, something you touched on there is people can engage with the person who's doing the broadcast. They can ask questions and they can become part of the event rather than being on the other side of the screen and being sort of spoken to by a pre-recorded video. And one of the big benefits of doing that is you can't really hide behind studio trickery. It's what you see is what you're getting. And being able to engage and see the genuine image, this is what's happening, I think can build a lot of uh, trust with the audience as well which is why a lot of live streaming videos are really doing well to get follow up more followers or convert into sales because it does build trust better than a sort of pre-prepared advert that's pushed at you through Facebook ads may do, for instance. Yeah. And now you kind of added your live streaming element to your business model yeah. um, over the last what, 12 months, is it around? Yeah. What kind of work have you been doing so far? So for us, it's a lot around uh, sort of music events. They were struggling a lot through the pandemic, so it's being able to uh, to broadcast that. Yeah, it's allowed businesses like that to keep going, though, hasn't it? Yeah. Through the pandemic, because obviously they can't have an audience there, but they still want to, you know, keep going. So. Yeah live stream of people to watch from their own comfort of the homes exactly i mean it's a brilliant work. example of that is as band uh, biffy clyro uh, they're always on the radio they're a pretty massive band now uh, they released an album during the pandemic now usually that would be through a series of gigs but they couldn't so uh, they live streamed their album launch uh, and me and some of my friends we actually paid to watch a live stream and watch it in a garden uh, during the summer and it's pretty cool it allowed us to get together still be part of an event and they also managed to leverage this album and make some money through the live stream when they were missing out but now we're cut back to doing gigs in person or events award shows uh, you know product launches it shouldn't be something we forget about it should be something we're looking at how can we bolt that on and increase the amount of engagement we have beyond just the physical people sat on seats in that room a, a brilliant example is every year Apple do the iPhone launch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's probably the most extreme example, but people always go on and they're sat on Twitter watching tweeting about it and watching yeah. it. And the amount of engagement they get off that live stream is, is enormous, isn't it? And it's, it's been seamless, hasn't it, the way that they've moved from, because their in-person events were absolutely huge. And they've moved that now to being a kind of a combination of actual live someone on a stage and pre-produced kind of video stuff that is just so slick and so so professional. Um, just to add to your example there, one of the things that I did during lockdown was there was a, a Pete Tong Abitha Classics with a, an orchestra gig oh, 
that I paid to, to, to stream and watch. And I think if it's something whereby you're getting really good quality from it, you're quite happy to pay for this stuff, aren't you? And I think yeah. that, that, that really works. What's, what's your experience of, of live streaming been then? Not much at all. I've not paid to see any live streaming. Obviously, I've seen bits, you know, what we've discussed earlier, you know, the simple bits on social media stuff, but an actual, like, more event-based live streaming, I've not really got involved with. Like, I can see amazing value in it. Yeah. 100%. It's just not really something that I've come across to get involved with so much yet. Do you do much in terms of, like, going live on your um, I did a profiles. few on LinkedIn when that came about um, last year with, where I collaborated with a couple of people to talk about certain topics. But I feel like that's kind of died a little bit of death again on LinkedIn, the, the live feature. Do you think that's down to the type of user on LinkedIn? Yeah, I think it's quite, you go on there quite quickly. You don't stay on there for a long time. You're normally in the middle of your day, yeah. your working day. So you don't, you're not going to sit there for you know an hour thinking, oh, that's come up as a notification. Let's sit and watch this for the next 30 minutes. It's just yeah. probably doesn't come around that often. Even Instagram now, when that came around, Instagram Lives at the top of the stories section, there was times when I used to click on it, don't click on them at all really much anymore. Um, but I think where live streaming is really going to come to play is what you've just said in terms of events. I think people who used to, you know, exhibitions and things like that might turn more to that side because it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see that's where it's going to drive forward next year. Yeah, I think the other element to it, and we've sort of we've sort of touched on this, I think, but but maybe not like identified it specifically. And that is webinars. So yeah. people who do webinars on uh, YouTube, um, and obviously you can you can add that that stuff on way in advance, can't you? So there's almost like a literal countdown. So the page exists and it counts down to when you actually kind of go live and and, and do something like that. You know, kind of publicizing stuff like webinars in advance is, I, I've always found it being something that's a little bit difficult do you put it on Eventbrite and get people to register via there uh, YouTube allowing you obviously to kind of set your stream up in advance has has given you a real kind of focal point to, to start publicizing something like uh, a webinar and I mentioned it earlier but I think StreamYard deserves a real mention in just being such a good tool yeah. to be able to use for something like doing a, a webinar on on YouTube but making it look really good and the fact that it's so easy to uh, have captions and comments that that people make during that live broadcast popping up on screen and things like that I think just just allow you very easily to have quite a slick production that that feels quite busy and and there's quite a bit going on but without it being fake like they're obviously real comments they're people that are getting involved um, and I think it's just it, it's kind of added an extra dimension to something that previously kind of felt a little bit flat. I never used to get excited about the idea of, oh good, a webinar. But now it's it's moved up a level and um, I think live broadcasting's really made a difference to that. I think people um, are about to get more imaginative as well. When you think of a live stream, a lot of people's kind of first image in the head is just a person speaking to a camera and that yeah, is it. Yeah, sat behind a desk. Yeah, sat behind a desk. Oh, this is going to be boring. I'm not going to tune in. But there's, I mean, technology is becoming cheaper, more accessible now. There's so much cool you know good stuff you can do so we do a lot in uh, if we've got the zoom calls for the group for instance we have different cameras coming in so we can show have different sets to speak from we have pre-recorded videos we can mix in to that as well and you can actually create a real show from it rather than just being a person sat behind i was gonna say screen. i reckon everyone in our bni group would say your future presentation is probably the most engaging out of everyone's because it's just the way that you do it and you're obviously you're showcasing 
what you do for a live stream obviously for us um, but it just makes such a big difference when you you know turn into different angles and things like that it's not just directly just someone in front of a screen and i think people are going to push that more and more and more over yeah. the next next few years because the industry is definitely definitely growing and the capabilities do you mean as the country gets faster internet access I mean, and people get on there and they can actually stream more and more data yeah. uh, i think the imagination is going to run wild it's going to become a much more engaging uh, platform for people yeah at the beginning of the year i started to do like a webinar a month at the start of this year um, and I added just a plugin into my WordPress website I think it was called Webinar Press and that allowed me to create you know a landing page like use of a countdown allowed people to sign up then it obviously opened up once people had registered and signed on all the kind of comments aspects so it was really good actually to have such a you know concise platform or plugin you could class yeah. which is quite easily sitting on your website but it's quite funny this week I've actually done I've just reminded myself I've actually done a Facebook live this week I'll get invited to go into someone's marketing group on Facebook just to do a 10 minute live session on Monday morning to their audience just talking about a certain subject area so it does seem to work in and I guess what's good about the lives is it obviously stays there for people to watch then in the future if they do want to as well yeah there's something attractive about live generally as well, isn't there? I think just as a, as a concept, the idea of something being live just makes it a little bit more exciting. I think it's a bit more interesting because anything could go wrong. <laughs> I think yeah, it's just a bit real, more personable. Yeah, personal. It also, in a way, it takes it back to like when we were growing up, if you wanted to watch a film on TV, you had to be there when that film started. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's an event, you don't want to miss it. Um, and you kind of get that little bit of a buzz from going to a live event. So you need to be there at that point and this is yeah. going to kick off. You can kind of transfer that through the screens now i think it's going to be a huge change in the way people are um, consuming content the younger generations and up to millennials there's all sorts of studies out there saying that people are not watching broadcast tv anymore people aren't even really watching tv anymore they're consuming things through tablets yeah. um i think really scott brought out a film recently and he had a massive rant recently saying that his box office numbers are due to millennials being more interested in what's going off on the phone right. really? than what's going off yeah. on the big screen yeah mm. so i think the, the prevalence and the sort of the importance of getting your content out there through tablets and phones is, is very much there and live streaming is probably one of the most um, effective ways to do that in my mind yeah well said so what what we're kind of touching on here is that live video live broadcasting is something that's really worth people looking at but it, it falls into that category of if you're going to do it you kind of need to do it well yeah so i think it's important to point out the the payoff to this and i think we've said every episode that we've done of this podcast has in some way kind of referenced this repurposing if, if you do something as a live event in some way or another you will be able to create other content from that you will be able to create a blog from it you will be able to get the recording of it and chop it up into clips that you can use on social media to promote future things that you do you can probably still then use like a replay of the whole thing or edit it down into a shorter thing you could probably strip the audio from it create a podcast from it so although we're kind of saying yeah it does it does need a bit of thought behind it it needs a bit of work behind it you're going to get good value from that yeah you could create it into a lead magnet you can capture it there's something yeah. that if you've not watched it at the time you can watch it in the future but add in your email address and there you go yeah <laughs> so it's a great tool for that as well and it's a great way to make money from an event that has been and gone a long time ago yeah. so i said it's very expensive to hire a room out to get everything in place to have a bunch of people sat there to be engaged with something in person at that moment in time live streaming it and then you can record it at the same time to turn into all those assets gets you a much better return on your investment could become a passive income stream really yeah that's running just in the background you've done it and it's just there now running for if anyone wants to watch it they can pay and obviously go through the process of 
seen that. So what what would you say, Josh, is the starting point if someone uh, listening or watching this says, right, okay, yeah, I, I need to do this. I need to make a make a start. What what's kind of like the first steps that that they need then to be able to to, to get going. I think if you're going to do your first live stream, it needs to be engaging, not just done for the sake of it. So I look at your your calendar for the next year and have you got a product launch coming up? Have you got an event, you know, like a, a gig or a seminar or an awards ceremony, any, anything like that coming up already in there that you've got a plan for? Um, I'd start looking at how you can bolt live streaming onto that initially because you've already put the framework in place for that event or that product to launch a lot of your hard work is done live streaming can just help get more from that rather than becoming a massive headache of like, how do we do something completely new it doesn't have to be new it's just adding something to what you're already doing something that I want to get a bit more invested in because it's not something I've really touched in the marketing world too much just yet uh, but I do think there's great value in it yeah, lots to think about. Thank you, Josh. I think you've, uh, yeah. you've given some really good thoughts there. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. You can uh, find all our episodes at content360.fm, where you can also find out more about us and you can get in touch as well and tell us what you think about the show and if there's any subjects that you'd like us to cover. And we'll see you next time on Content 360.